Hi, good morning. Welcome to Finding My Happy Living at Loving It. It's uh, LEJ. Um, it's December the 31st. So New Year's Eve. Um, I'm out about today, so if you hear all the background noises, I'm doing a proper test this time of the microphone I was bought for Christmas, the little Lavier. Um, so that is plugged in. I've been out for a walk this morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's blue skies. It's cold, about three degrees. There's a massive frost everywhere this morning, and the world just looks beautiful. And yeah, 2020 has been a shit of a year. It's not be uh, in any doubt about that particular one. <laughs> but there are moments still where you just get out and about and you, you just go on a long walk and you realise that the world is still a beautiful place. Um, and I think sometimes we just don't appreciate just how nice it, it really is. So I've been out for, I don't know, a two, three mile walk this morning. I'm sat down now in a retail park. I managed to get myself a coffee from McDonald's. Uh, I'm just sitting here in the sunshine, just chilling, I'm just watching the world go by. There's a lot of other people out here with me as well, just sitting down, having coffees, eating cakes, chatting. Um, and it's just how the world should be, I think. Uh, there's not a lot happening today, it's quite, quite slow paced. But I, I love this part of the day, I love just being out and watching people and sitting down and just really enjoying what we do have. Um, yeah, it's nice to see the end of 2020. 20 and I will be up at midnight or 11.59.59 and making sure that bugger leaves uh, and welcoming in 2021 and obviously we've had good news uh, yesterday uh, or the day before that AstraZeneca now has been approved for use, the Oxford vaccine. Uh, apparently we have somewhere in the region of 50 million doses already available and vaccinations or mass vaccinations will start at Monday the 4th so here's hoping um, that we go into the new year with a bit of a glimmer of hope things will change um, and that life will return to some kind of normality um, but I do hope it doesn't get too normal um, yeah there's not a lot to take from 2020 as a, as a year but I think the thing that stands out for me in that year um, is that first lockdown uh, when this all suddenly kicked off and you know we didn't really understand what was happening for a while and then suddenly the seriousness of it became apparent everybody went into lockdown cars disappeared off the road um, the air quality was clearer and cleaner and I don't know whether or not it's because of that that the sky looked bluer uh, from my opinion or the fact that because we weren't allowed out much so when you did get out you really appreciate your time out and you just for me it was just getting lost in the beauty of everything going out for my little exercise every day and you saw more wildlife more creatures were willing to come out as there was less humans the place was cleaner less litter around um, I saw deer running through our local Asda's car park, uh, which was an astonishing sight. And you did forget that actually, you know, Earth doesn't need us. We need the Earth. If we disappear, the Earth is going to be okay. It will reset itself and do what it's done for millions of years. There will still be some kind of continuing life. There will still be animals and insects. It'd just be that we wouldn't be here. Um, I think hopefully that's why... I would like 2021 to sort of be about and coming up is that we start understanding that we don't have the right just to rape and pillage the earth as if it's just some kind of orbiting resource. It's not, it's our home um, and we should look at it that way. If I run a property, a house on the day that I leave it, I have to put it back into the same condition as when I first took the rent and all generations should view the earth the same I think. Uh, you know, we're, we're lucky to be on here, we've been allowed to be on here and 
when our time is over each generation we should make damn sure that it's in as good a state as it was when we were given it um, and sadly certainly my generation I'm 57 years old now we've absolutely destroyed the earth just in the pursuit of profit nothing else um, and we're leaving it in such a mess for the generation to come I have three children at 20, 17 and 15 and I, I do wonder what they're gonna what they're gonna have to deal with uh, we'll be gone it won't be our problem um, so maybe this year or next year sorry 2021 we should just really start deciding what it is that we want going forward do we need that fifth bedroom the third car a toothbrush that's 0.25% quicker brushing your teeth an iPhone 27 so I can download some shit on the internet uh, slightly quicker than I could on the previous version do we need all that stuff I don't think so um, I think we need to get out more I think we need to get back in contact with nature, I think we need to reground ourselves on the surface of this earth and understand just what a beautiful place we live in. Um, and that became really apparent to me when I did my trip last year. I, I've not really done anything like that before. Yeah, I've been camping, I've been to the Lake District and the Peak District and Snowdonia and Brecon, and they're beautiful and they're wondrous. And, but it's only when you really, really begin to travel that everything drops away and you just get immersed back into what a beautiful place this is. And it took me a while to discover that on the trip for the first couple of days. One, it absolutely peed down for the first five days. And I went in the height of summer. I mean, I departed August the 12th and I returned all, uh, September 25th or something like that. And um, yeah, the first three or four days, it just all seemed to be about mileage, just getting as much mileage in as possible. And then by about the fourth day, um, when one I'd carried a cold onto the journey anyway, so I was really, really tired, I had to stop for a couple of days just to try and recharge myself. I was not getting enough sleep, wasn't eating properly, the cold was taking a much bigger toll than I thought it would. Um, and everything began to slow down, and I began to understand that destination wasn't the point, it was the journey, it was being wrapped up in the journey. Um, that was the important thing so all my best intentions with blogging and things like that went out the window because I just got absorbed in the travel every morning just getting up and packing up and putting things away and getting on the bike and just heading off to some place I picked that morning that I wanted to go and see and I checked my little camping app that I had there pitchup.com which is if you are traveling it's fantastic particularly in France once you understand that the best way to search for a campsite is by regions um, France is split into to different regions and once you once you get the hang of that it's very simple then to find numerous amounts of campsites and um, one of the nice surprises was uh, just how cheap European campsites are so I spent a couple of nights on campsites that were like six 650 euro they all had showers and toilets and nice places to camp and a couple of them were high up in the mountains and the views were astonishing um, and as I relaxed and I learned how to pack because that's the one thing I wasn't aware of either when I set off I, I packed in such an illogical manner and I found out on the first couple of days when I came into camp that nothing was where it should be so very quickly I learned how to make sure that one pannier was just full on camping stuff so it was my tent my sleeping bag um, all the things that you need to get up really, really quickly, and then the other side of the panniers would be my clothes. Top box would be things like food I bought uh, and water, and I carried oil and um, radiator fluid and, and that kind of thing. So I never used them to be fair. The little BMW F650GS was uh, an astonishingly good bike. Um, I couldn't ask for a better bike on the trip. Um, but once I settled into the routine, um, it, it just became 
probably for me one of the most fascinating times of my life. That nomadic lifestyle really appealed to me. I, I loved the quietness and the solitude, but I loved meeting people as well. That was the other great thing. And I just so kicked myself I didn't spend more time learning French because um, I think that's an element on the trip that uh, I've totally missed out on, that people who wanted to speak to me um, and I just couldn't understand them at all. And, and that's what it should be about. It's a broadening of mind, the experiences from new cultures, making new friends. Um, though I did have the most fantastic night out in Bordeaux. But that would be a separate one because Bordeaux was a really interesting experience for me. I mean, if you haven't gathered yet, I have this great country girl's name, Ellie J. Um, but I have a voice that is just so, so different. Um, I, I could easily audition for Meatloaf and Led Zeppelin. And for those of you who are like 20, you'll have no idea um, who they were, but they were big heavy metal bands um, back in the 80s. Um, and that's mainly because in 2011, um, having known for most of my life that something was massively wrong between my external gender and internal gender, um, I made the decision to transition from male to female. And I completed that process with surgery in 2015. Um, and also in 2015, after that was done, I made my application to the courts to receive what's known as a gender recognition certificate, uh, which was granted. And, and basically what that does is just amend all your documents into uh, your new gender. So I have a new birth certificate, um, all my medical records have changed, all my government department records have changed. And as far as uh, the legal world is concerned, and as far as I'm concerned, I am a female. Um, and that's been a, I think that's been half of the reason why I see things differently, I think. Um, I don't have any testosterone left in my body anymore. I, I take um, oestrogen every day. Um, uh, and that's totally changed the way I think I live most of my life within a male construct, uh, because that's how society saw me. I didn't really understand um, maleness, to be honest. I, I kind of built this persona from people that I met along, along my life path. Um, saw different elements of males and combined them into this kind of character, if you like. I became very much an alpha male. Um, unfortunately, I, I did hang around with a lot of alpha males. Um, and I, I wasn't particularly nice, I have to be honest, um, as a male at all. I was very dominant, very aggressive, very materialistic. Um, and all that fell away, and I started to fall away from 2015 onwards. Um, and I soon realised that um, I didn't really know who I was. I, I had to find out what was important to me, what I believed, what my values were, um, and not act this time, just genu genuinely find out who I was. And the more I found out who I was and the sort of things that I liked and I didn't like, by 2018 I realised I just didn't really like my life at all. Um, I was worn out most of the time. I worked in a really high-pressure job. Um, loads of loads of work to do all the time, loads of pressure, loads of stress, loads of targets to hit. Um, and in 2018, I, I realised I was burned out. Um, I was getting up in the morning. I hated getting up in the morning to go to work. Um, I'd work really hard. I'd come back in the evening tired. I'd get to the weekend and I wouldn't recover. And then you'd go back and you just keep doing it week after week after week. And I just didn't realise that's no way to live. I, at the time, I was like 55 years old. And I just thought damn, I, I don't want this anymore. So I had a little private pension. It was never much. It was going to give me about £100 a month when I was 65. And I just thought, why bank on waiting those 10 years? Government rules means you can now access um, your pensions. So I took the decision to quit work. I gave notice. I left on 1st November 2018. Um, and since then, I have been trying to survive as much as I can on what little pension I have. And I take the old part-time work as well. Um, but trying to find out 
what makes me happy, which is you know, the name of this channel, is finding my happy living and loving it. And that's what I want to do. I want to find what it is. When I wake up every morning, I, I love it and I live it. Um, and the first thing I discovered was motorcycles. I hadn't ridden motorcycles since I was 22. Um, but I had this desire at 55 to be on a motorcycle again. So I bought myself a little 125, uh, Lexmoto Adrenaline, just the best little machine that I'd ever, ever been on, to be honest. Uh, very much a trials bike, quite big for a 125 height-wise. Uh, looked good, and I took my test um, on a CBT. I passed that. I uh, bought myself a tent, some camping gear, and some Uber bags and just started riding off everywhere. So I live down in the southwest, so I rode the bike up to the Peak District, to Snowdonia, to the Brecon Beacons, to the Lake District. Of course, you can't use motorways, so even a trip to the Brecon Beacons would take you four hours, going via Gloucester and all the way back. Um, but I suddenly realized just how much I needed that, how much I loved the solitude and the isolation when you're riding, and that you're just totally engaged within the environment on a motorcycle uh, it's so different to a car you're aware of everything sounds speeds temperature smells um, and it was a it was a wonderful realization for me that actually uh, i'm quite nomadic in a way i like the idea of just getting on a bike and just keep going and going and going um, to this day and you know, i still have days when i, I just want to pack my passport um, pack up some clothes, ride down, well not now because of COVID-19, but ride down to the Channel Tunnel, buy a ticket. No destination, just the thought of every morning just riding somewhere, pitching a tent, um, just finding new things. And once I understood that, that it wasn't about doing two, three hundred miles a day, that to me is not what a motorcycle is about. I mean, some days I only did a hundred miles, but... I went through the most beautiful countryside, I saw the most fantastic things. I've been to the lakes, but the first time I cast my eyes onto like the Pyrenees, um, I was just starting, it was just wonderful. I was riding down this road um, towards the Pyrenees and suddenly they came into sight and, and they just looked gigantic. It, it was like being a child again and the wondrous sort of feeling you get when you see new things. and. I just couldn't wait to be in them and, and once I got there and I got my campsites up in the Pyrenees and I rode west to east across the Pyrenees to Montpellier and then from there I rode up to Geneva um, into Switzerland uh, just for a brief trip really and I rode from Geneva then down to Turin um, because the only, only plan I had made is I'd, I've always wanted to go to Florence one of my big things in life. Uh, a bit like Sandra Bullock in While You're Sleeping. There's no logic to it. It's just one of those places I've always wanted to go to. So the only thing I did do was book a week in Florence from the 9th of September. And other than that, there was no timetable and no itinerary. It was just whatever I fancied doing. Um, getting up each day, just seeing how I felt, where I wanted to go, looking at a map, just seeing what might be interesting. Uh, and then just getting on the bike and, and riding. And some days I didn't even bother booking campsites, you just turn up in an area and see if you could find one. Um, as I said, by the fourth or fifth day, I began to understand that I, I was doing it wrong. I, you know, this, at the time, I thought might be my only chance to have a real long trip. And then I did settle down into the kind of nomadic way. I got up early in the morning when the light came. I went to bed when the light went. Um, I just bought food and water as I needed it and that, there was no decisions to make every day other than where you were going to go and I like that having had all that stress and pressure since the age of 18 
uh, working, it, that all just suddenly fell away and there became a point where the journey became everything. It was the travel that was important, not the destinations. And you just get lost, you'd stop when you saw nice things and you might not make your campsite that you originally wanted to go to, but you would just take in the most wondrous sights. Um, the first night when I hit the Pyrenees, it, it was a really basic campsite. The showers weren't brilliant, um, the pitches weren't fantastic, but there was a massive river at the back of, of my pitch and in front of me there was just these lovely mountains everywhere. And The weather by that stage had turned beautiful. It was really gorgeous weather from there for the next two or three weeks actually. Um, and, and I sat there and I, I cooked myself some cheeseburgers and a little campfire thing and uh, realised I was just the luckiest person in the world at that moment in time. Um, and then the next day I did my first mountain pass, I went up the Col de Thaumont, I think it is, which is one of the rides they use sometimes on the Tour de France. Um, and I'd never done a mountain pass before, I was, a, I was a bit terrified, I hadn't really been on the bike that long, I'd only passed my test four weeks before. Um, and I'd, you know, obviously in the UK you don't come across that kind of terrain so yeah that was an interesting time for me going up my first mountain pass but again when you got to the top of it and there were some terrible switchbacks and cambers and things you learn very quickly but also you learn very quickly that you're on your own so you can't be an idiot you, you have to be really really careful because there's nobody to help you out if you do crash that, that's down to yourself but I got to the top of it and I, I don't think it's that high it's less, less than 2,000 meters or around the 2,000 meter mark that's the highest I'd ever been um, and the views were, were just wonderful and the sense of accomplishment was even better. Um, I'd go on to do some bigger um, passes when I hit the Swiss Alps as well. Um, but that really at that point, that was me sold on travel. That, that's what I'd like to do for the rest of my life. I, I would just like to pack a tent and go um, and just earn enough money through various different things to keep myself on the road. Um, and I'd love to, to do this as a living, just to feed back thoughts and comment on sites and just share some of the experiences because like I said I've forgotten, I think we've forgotten um, that we live on this most astonishing planet um, uh, and we've just got to stop killing it basically I guess um, is the thing, we are, we're just so destructive as a species um, and, and it's a shame, I think if more people got out and about, if more people went up in the mountains and if more people ditched for a day or two, all the stresses and pressures and got rid of the bloody iPhones and things like that, the, the world would be a better place. And you know, as I said, in that first lockdown, we saw that big sense of community coming. We didn't understand what was happening. People were genuinely frightened, I think. Um, and there was that care back in the community. People were interested in what was happening with other people, how your next door neighbours were doing, how the elderly person down the road might be coping. Could I help them with shopping? Could I help them with anything? People were back out on bicycles, families on bicycles, people out walking all the time because we had that little time slot where we were able to get out and do some exercise. I think for me the world just looked a better place. Uh, maybe that's because we kind of appreciate what we did have. And if we could carry that through into 2021, if we could make that the basis uh, of, uh, of a commitment in 2021 that, that we, we want to stop being so destructive on this planet. Uh, think about everything that you're deciding to do. Think about everything that you're deciding to buy and whether or not you actually need it. Think about how you can be doing more to reduce the impact on this planet. Um, and I noticed that years ago actually when I, I quit the original job and got a little part-time job not far from where I live and I could walk into town. 
Um, I had to walk past the road because I, I drove down every day to get to, the, to my other job that was a little bit further out. And this smell of diesel and petrol was just overpowering. Um, and how anybody still thinks they can argue against this idea of climate change and global warming and the damage that we are doing um, is just beyond me. It's, it's time to just face up to reality. We are destroying our own habitat. And we are supposed to be the most intelligent species on the planet. So, as 2020 finally comes to an end, and we can finally kiss the backside of 2020 goodbye, but with no puckering and no tongues, and welcome in 2021 with the hope, with all these vaccines, that we are going to return life to some kind of normality. Let's make a decision as individuals. You know, individuals do make a change because if everybody as an individual start to cut down things, that multiplies millions and billions of times. And very quickly, things can change if we decide to do it. So I hope 2021 brings you everything that you're after next year. Your dreams, your hopes, chase them. Never give up on them. I didn't start chasing my dreams until I was 55 years old. I'm not going to stop now. I've unleashed something that I can no longer lock back in a cage. And yes, there are days when I have to figure out how the hell I'm going to get money to pay bills because that's the system that we still operate in. But I'll figure that out. I think the danger sometimes is there's far too many things that we focus on, that we use as blocks to actually try to chase what we want. And you've got to at some stage take that first step. And when you take that first step, suddenly you'll find that actually it's not as difficult as you thought it would be. You just make changes to your life. You accept a little bit less to achieve a little bit more. So have those goals uppermost in your mind at the start of the year. Reignite those dreams that you've held since you were 12, 13, 14 of things that you wanted to do and go chase them because if one thing 2020 should teach you, as sadly 70,000 plus people found out in the UK, you do not have any God-given right to time on this earth. None of us know when our last day is going to be. And I don't want to find my last day, be aware that my last day is coming and just have nothing but regrets because I didn't get off my ass and do the things that I wanted to do. So make that your choice this year. Go out and do what you want to do. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Because people will. I mean, that's the thing with people. When I first came up with the idea of jacking in my job and getting a motorcycle and just... Originally, I wanted to, to ride the world. Um, but that just didn't happen for various kind of reasons, really. Um, people thought I was nuts. Well, I wanted to do social media and I wanted to do a blog and I, I wanted to do YouTube. They're like, well, why? Because I suddenly discovered it's my passion. I like talking. I like typing. I like making videos. I love traveling. And if I can find any way to achieve what I want to achieve through those things, then that's what I'm going to do. Because you have to be passionate about what you do. I couldn't do it the other way around anymore. I hated getting up in the morning. I was as negative as hell every time I entered that workplace. And that isn't fair on the other people I work with. Negativity is a bad thing. Now every day I get up, I'm as positive as hell, and I'll keep it that way. Uh, and that's my goal for 2021. 2021, hopefully I'm gonna hit the bike and we will go to Spain and I'll do what I wanted to do in 2020. Um, and I'll start getting a big understanding of the world and who I am and how I fit in it and what my role in life is. Um, and I'm never gonna stop chasing that dream. I, I, I just wanna keep traveling. I just wanna experience everything this earth has to offer. Um, and then when my time has, is done, 
hopefully they'll find me passed away in a tent up a mountain and it would be the most beautiful ending I could think of so look enjoy your 2020 New Year's Eve it ain't going to be what we used to New Year's Eve but we are finally getting rid of what has been a disastrous year set your goals for 2021 reignite those dreams and go chase them never let people tell you you can't do it and in the meantime it's Ellie J saying love and hugs and goodbye